Hey everyone, welcome in to another daily editorial here on the KE Report. We are chatting with Richard Postma, also known as Doc, on our website. Now, Doc, we chat with you every month to get more of a technical outlook, especially on the metals charts, but we might even get into a couple of the underlying resource stocks here. Let's start off with the gold price. Gold continues to hang up above 2000 it's pretty much been above there this whole year already and look uh, anytime we see a little bit of a dip in the gold price it seems to get bought back so overall gold price continues to look fairly strong or at least stable considering it hasn't exactly just busted out to new all-time highs and kept putting in new all-time highs where do you see the setup mostly long term for gold here doc Gold is in good shape, and uh, I like what I'm seeing. I think the weekly chart right now is saying that uh, we might have a move here a little bit lower in the next few weeks. It may be that we're topping out a little bit, and uh, that wouldn't surprise me where we could close this month at a lower close than last month. But then that would give us two months of lower closes, but the encouraging sign thing about all of this is the fact that these closing of gold are uh, not like the price of the, uh, of the material has plunged. They're hanging up there where it closed two months ago. So that's a good sign. And um, so I think uh, we're going to have a move down here pretty soon a little bit, but I'm not concerned about that at all. I don't see anything in the chart showing a big breakdown in gold. The monthly chart is something that you have to really watch because what you have to watch there in particular is the uh, uh, MACD, which is the momentum indicators or one of them. And what you have to watch there is the fact that the 12-month is impinging on the 26-month again. And what we don't want to see is it dropping below the 26-month. Uh, significantly, because then uh, if that would happen, then you, you should be concerned about gold moving down further in the next few months. But the slow stochastic is, is still in overbought territory on the monthly chart. But so far, uh, the gold chart is in a good position, but don't expect it to go roaring higher anytime soon. Uh, if it's going to move higher, it's going to be painstakingly or a painstaking move. For a while. Well, Doc, just to follow up on the gold price, you know, if we look at the weekly chart or even if you look at the daily chart, it's really held above 2000 since November. There was a little dip down in November and I think a little mini one intraday in December. But for the most part, if you look at the weekly, gold's been hanging above 2000 and marking a lot of time. Now, a lot of markets don't correct in price, they correct in time. Is it possible that what we're seeing here is a solid base to build off of whenever it finally does get the impetus to move higher? Are you encouraged by the amount of time it's spent above that key psychological 2000 level? Yeah, I am encouraged by that. And the, one of the things you're going to have to watch, especially on the weekly chart, is the 50-week uh, exponential moving average and the 50-week moving average, because that's been a support line for gold for, uh, since last mid-October. And if we take that out, then we're going to uh, probably uh, move even a little bit lower. But even if we did that, I wouldn't be too concerned at all about gold right now and 
because I don't see a massive move down here. I do see, however, that it looks like we're peaking a little bit here for a while, and we may have a general movement down for a few weeks, but I don't see anything uh, really nasty happening to it based on what I'm looking at technically right now. Okay, so overall, still gold in a very good position, price-wise especially, and even chart-wise. Let's look at the gold stocks then, because it's been years that we've been talking about the underperformance of the gold stocks to where gold is. We look at something like GDX, and that's trading broadly in the middle of a range it's been in since about 2022, so two years now. And, well, there's been a little bit of weakness to start this year after what was a strong Q4. But again, middle of its range. Doc, where does GDX go from here? I think GDX uh, will move down a little bit in the next week or two or three. I think it's going to try to hit the 26th uh, level. Then that would be pretty much the lower Bollinger Band on the weekly chart. And I think that's a real possibility. And... We're moving sideways in uh, GDX and on the monthly chart. I think uh, we also, it shows we have a good chance to move down to 25 or even a bit lower. But once again, just like gold, I don't see a massive move down here at all in GDX at this time. There's no big threats to it right now. Of course, that could change in the future. But right now, uh, it's pretty safe bet that it's going to stay in that uh, in its trading range on the monthly uh, chart and on the weekly chart. Well, Doc, when you look at GDX stuck in the range, it tends to track silver. I think there's a very tight correlation above 90% that silver and GDX track each other. Look at the silver chart and then look at the GDX chart on the weekly. They almost look like the same chart. So would that same analysis that you just gave for GDX be the same for silver? Yes, I would say that. Uh, I think silver... We have a pretty good chance of silver uh, uh, moving down yet. So eventually, um, uh, challenge that $21 level, $21.50. Uh, uh, silver, I don't see anything that makes me think think it's going to break higher anytime soon. Uh, and I think it's going to continue to tread water and just gradually move down here in the short term. And then a good support area for silver is actually... On the weekly chart, the um, it would be the uh, exp 400 exponential moving average for the uh, uh, silver chart. But if it broke below that, then we'd be in deep trouble. Okay, so it sounds, unfortunately, kind of like continued boring markets then. So if we dive down more into, let's say, the gold stocks. Doc, it was a month or two ago that when we were talking about the gold stocks, you had said that you thought the washout in the juniors had mostly run its course, but you were a bit more worried about the majors. We have seen some weakness in majors and uh, continued weakness in juniors, but some of them are really just at extremely low levels already. How do you still see the balance between major gold stocks and the juniors? I think, uh, Corey, um, this is going to be the year of the sell-off of the majors. I think they're going to trend down. Uh, I think most of the damage has been done to the juniors, and I've purchased a number of them at very low levels. So I'm not concerned about a big percentage move against me as far as the stocks I've purchased. And on some of the midterm capital stocks I'm uh, purchasing right now, 
and I'm just waiting for the majors to follow everybody else down. I think that's going to happen. And we talked off mic about Franco Nevada Corporation, which has gotten hit. I think it's going to get hit more. The chart, as far as that, is trying to close below the 400 exponential moving average. And if it does that this week, uh, we probably have even lower to go. And the important thing about Newmont is Newmont's Bollinger Bands are finally starting to narrow. Newmont is at a real crossroads also as far as its monthly chart. The monthly Bollinger Bands are narrowing. And the pricing today is right at the lower Bollinger Band. And uh, it looks like Newmont may take that out this month. And uh, if it does, uh, I think we're going to go lower on that stock as well. So I think most of these majors, this is going to be the year of capitulation pretty much. And it could possibly even move into 2025, but then uh, the early part of it. But then I think the worst is over uh, and these stocks will be able to be bought at the end of the year at good prices. Uh, and uh, so people should uh, uh, start to purchase these things. Well, Doc, if you're talking about the number one performing stock in the sector for the last two decades, Franco Nevada going lower, and if you're talking about the number one largest gold producer that's publicly traded on the planet, Newmont Mining, especially now after acquiring Newcrest, going lower, that doesn't seem like it would be good for the juniors or the mid-tiers. Do you still see that the mid-tiers could diverge from the majors or that the juniors could in that kind of an environment where the biggest stocks are getting hit? No, I don't see them emerging from them, but all I know is that they've moved down before the big ones, the big cap stocks. And so they're pretty much washed out. And so if you want to buy them, and I, what I do is uh, every time on the monthly chart when they hit the lower Bollinger Band, I'll, I'll nibble at these things. And it's been very rewarding from that standpoint, especially when they have rallies, because then they go up to their upper Bollinger Band. And that's when I sell. And I've been talking about that for months. And so, uh, yeah, but I'm going to be watching these large caps because I'm going to want to take a position in some of these eventually. And I'm just, uh, uh, I'm just liking the uh, technicals on them right now. Of course, that could change. Uh, but right now, the technicals don't look bullish for any of them. And if people are patient, they're going to get these at really good prices in the future. So what are some of the technical factors? Feel free to point us in the direction of any chart here, Doc, where a technical factor, even if it does continue to move lower, would then trigger you to at least start, as you like to say, nibbling at some of the stocks because they had gotten so washed out. Well, let me give you an example of Newmont. First, Newmont took out its 50 exponential moving average and its moving average. That's the first thing it does. So that's a warning sign to tell people, wait a minute, we've got a breakdown in these technicals. Well, guess what? Right now on the monthly chart, if Newmont closes down here, which I think it probably will or even lower, last month and this month, it's going to take out its 200 month moving average. It's going to close below that. Not a good sign. So that means that there's still pressure technically on this company's pricing. And now the next one to watch, and the one I would be really watching, is the 400 exponential moving average. That's huge. It's only about $4 away from that. If it takes that out, then you know that 
we are in a world of hurt for these majors. And that means that at that point in time, there's no hurry to buy it, but wait for the stock to bottom out at that point where it starts to trend slowly down. And that's when I'm going to start to look at purchasing Newmont. But those are the things you have to look at where there's consistent breaking down on the longer term charts. They tell you the story. You know, you can look at the daily noise, you can look at the weekly noise, but to give you really good trend direction, you got to follow the monthly charts. And that's what I kind of watch. And there's different technical things I watch for these charts. Well, Doc, one other stock we've talked a lot about as a bellwether and more in the silver side, although it's balanced between silver and gold, is Hecla Mining, traded under HL. You know, you were mentioning some technical factors you're watching in Hecla and where you'd be a buyer there. I'd love you to maybe give us a quick technical snapshot of Hecla. Yeah, and I told you a month, I told you weeks ago that I wouldn't be surprised to see, and we talked about this off mic, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Hecla eventually at two. And, um, and I still feel that way. And so that tells you we're going to be in this yet for this year, most likely. You can look at all the fundamentals you want, but I really feel that technicals tell you what to expect fundamentally in the future. And I, they can talk about the Fed lowering rates and how great it's going to be for the gold and silver market. They can talk all this stuff until they're blue in the face. But the technicals are really what's warning you. And if you look at the technicals on Hecla, here we are on the daily. If you look at the daily chart, we're right around $3.50 to $3.75. And it appears we're bottoming out and that we're double bottoming uh, compared to where the stock was back in early October. We're right where that is. And people could argue, oh, we're bottoming out here, you know, time to buy. And that's a good possibility, by the way. There's nothing wrong with that. But then as you go along the continuum, to the longer term charts, you go along to the weekly chart, you could say the same thing, that the pricing right now is where uh, it's bottoming out compared to even 2022 when it was down around this area. And there's a good point to be made there. However, when you go to the weekly, you still, even though the daily looks like we may get a bump here and that could be encouraging people, the weekly, the 12 Week moving average on the uh, momentum indicators as far as the MACD, it's now leading the 26 week down. It's still in a downward direction. So we uh, could even move next week down lower. The good news is we've had four weeks of closing of the price closing lower. So we could get a bump here. And uh, also, the good news on the weekly chart is we're moving into negative. We're moving into oversold on a slow stochastics. And then if you move to the monthly chart, and that's a negative one, and always go out to the farther charts to tell you really what the trend is. And if we continue moving a little lower in this month, we're going to have a lower closing close than we've seen in years. That is not a good sign. If we bump the lower Bollinger Band, we're going to have to be at a closing low that we haven't seen in years. And that tells you volumes. And the MACD is trending down. And the 12-month is, is pushing the 26-month down. And, and if you go back over the years when Heckler bottomed out, it went into negative territory 
on a percentage basis to neutral uh, pretty low. And we've just cracked neutral on it. And that's a warning sign to people. That should be a warning sign uh, because that's telling you that if the month closes lower on pricing, that the odds are that we're going to move deeper into negative territory on it. So that should send a signal to people to be very careful with purchasing at this level. And if you're going to purchase, purchase uh, not with a big tranche, but start to nibble because you don't want to have a higher cost average if you go lower, that when it does recover, you have to wait a while before you make your profits. Doc, can you expand on that strategy just a little bit in the simple sense that we have heard you say that you're nibbling at some of these stocks in this general bear market for a lot of these precious metals stocks. Do you have a, a, an actual rule of what nibbling at a stock looks like or is it simply just not buying your whole tranche right away and just taking small positions at whatever times you wish? Yeah, I just... I watch stocks and I especially watch the um, long-term charts, uh, the monthly charts. And what I do, and I've told people this before what I do often, is is I'll take a position when it hits the lower Bollinger Band. You take a stock like Cisco Mining. I played that thing for the last three, four years over and over where it hits the lower Bollinger Band. I buy positions. And not a big position, but I buy a position. Then if it moves up, it hits the upper Bollinger Band, I sell my position. That's a little bit different than I do if I'm going to stick with a stock, which I'm starting to do now. I'm buying more and more positions, especially of mid-tier stocks that I like the way they're behaving technically, where I'm going to hold them down. And I don't I don't buy big tranches, but I just keep slowly adding to them every time they bump lower. And then I add more uh, than I did when I first started buying them. And so as I move down, I cost average, I increase the number of shares as I move lower. So I'm dragging down my average all the time to where when I look at long-term charts where the lows have been years ago, when they hit that, my cost average is going to be pretty close to what the lows were years ago. And that's how I do what I do from an investment standpoint, because I'm not a day trader. All right, Doc. Thank you, as always, for your insights. I do find these always very helpful. And again, you look at the longer term charts and you share your comments with us. And so far, your thoughts on the juniors being washed out and the majors playing catch up. Unfortunately, it looks like it's starting to happen. Who knows how much longer that'll go on for. Doc, we'll chat with you again next month. Have a great rest of your month.